Have you been celebrating the birthday of your country? A country is about so much more than its politics and government. A country should be about its people. This week, July 1st, was Canada's 150th birthday, and now we're celebrating Independence Day on July 4th. It's never been more clear to me as I watched Canada's 150th celebration that the world needs powerful, authentic leadership now. Welcome to Free Your Inner Guru. I'm your host, Laura Tucker. You know, I never would have thought that there would be an advantage to having a fractured foot on Canada's 150th birthday celebration, but believe it or not, there was. It forced me to slow down rather than to speed up, and it forced me to be around the house rather than all over the city of Toronto all weekend taking pictures and partaking in the celebration. So you might be thinking, where's the advantage in that? doesn't sound like very much fun. And uh, it was a different kind of fun because I had been running at full tilt for a number of weeks leading up to discovering that I had had a fracture. And if you listened to the last episode, you heard the whole story about the perfect storm of a broken foot, broken car, and it all went from there. But uh, as I moved into the weekend, it became very clear to me that I needed to get my foot up, especially since I'll be traveling down to New York City this week to celebrate not only Independence Day, but my husband's uh, 50th birthday. And New York City is one of our favorite places to go and spend some time when we're celebrating. So back to Canada's 150th birthday. Um, You may know this about me, but I am a very proud Canadian. In fact, that very thing has been immortalized in the documentary Enlighten Us, where 10 minutes in or so, I am captured singing on stage to a group of about 300 people in order to have um, a breakthrough at a self-help event. And I was offered a choice of uh, one was far less attractive than getting up on the stage. And what would I do when I got up on the stage that would be uncomfortable? It would be to sing. So when I was asked what song I would sing, two songs came to mind. The first was Happy Birthday. And uh, all I could think of was I'm not Marilyn Monroe. And the second was O Canada, because I know the words, or at least I trusted that I would know the words to one of those two songs. So I chose O Canada, and little did I expect that many years later, that moment would be captured and uh, out there on Netflix for anyone to see at any time. And that's not the reason to watch that documentary Enlighten Us, but it is the lightest moment of the film. And it was a very pure moment because I dug deep into my soul to be able to carry that out. And uh, what nobody really knew was that when I was young, I, uh, I could sing. And uh, I had a lead role in a musical. And uh, when I went to high school, I tried out to be in the musicals and uh, didn't really get along with my gym teacher, who was also in charge of the school productions. And so Laura Tucker did not become a performer and singer at an older age. And I never sang again in public. It was a very tough experience for me. So that was the breakthrough. Um, But I digress. Um, I share that because I want you to know that uh, my pride in being Canadian has usually been very quiet. 
um, with that one exception. And it was a moment that I'll never forget. And I am tied to our national anthem um, because of that, because of the bittersweet story around it. And uh, I do love my country and I hope you love your country too. Not just if your country is Canada. I know I have American listeners. And although there are some really challenging times for some people in uh, the United States of America right now, you know, the, uh, the premise for each of our countries is, uh, is true and authentic and is greater than the sum of uh, its parts. And this brings me around to what I did all weekend, or at least all day on the first. I turned on the CBC and I watched the Canada 150th celebrations. And first of all, the thing that struck me is, my goodness, has the CBC come a long way as has Canada in terms of production value and entertainment. And the other thing that struck me right off the bat was the high, high level of talent and the diversity of talent, which makes total sense because Canada is a very diverse country. And uh, I believe that Toronto is still the most diverse city, although, uh, that's where I live. But this celebration, for the most part, was in our nation's capital in Ottawa. And then in the evening, cut out to the rest of the country, which was equally enjoyable. But it was the daytime um, show that had me riveted. Um, not the least of reasons was that my favorite band in the world is U2 and that uh, Bono and The Edge were there to to sing. They flew up from Cleveland, but they were particularly relevant to me because they were outsiders coming in um, to celebrate at the invitation of our prime minister. And uh, their message for Canada touched my heart. And it seemed to me that the call to leadership was being given to us, not just to the country, but to each and every single one of us. And I wrote down a few of Bono's words here. They, he said, when others build walls, you open doors. When others divide, your arms are open wide. Where you lead, others follow. And he made it very clear that was why they were there. And he wasn't just speaking to the prime minister Justin Trudeau and his wife and family and uh, other delegates. He was speaking to each and every one of us. Because what is a country if not for its people? Even when you go back to what the word Canada means, it's an Iroquois word, Kanata, and it means settlement or village. And Canada is nothing if it isn't a ton of settlements and villages. And I see that every single day in the city that I live in. Toronto is a, is a collection of villages, each with its own tone, each with its own diversity. And of course, the whole is made greater by the sum of its parts. And that is absolutely true of our entire country. Now, if you're not Canadian, you won't know this. But if you are Canadian, you will remember this. 
My entire life, I grew up hearing that Canada has no identity, that we were somehow indistinct from the United States. And to a certain degree, it's true, the cultural influence, especially in uh, media and entertainment, is undeniable. But the emerging Canada seems to be rising above this somewhat lackluster, bashful, apologetic presence in the shadow of its larger, more powerful neighbor. And the emerging Canada also seems to be rising above our history of absolute ruthless treatment of immigrants and original Native people. It struck me that on one hand, we are, we are at this tipping point where we seem to be being called to step forward as leaders on the global stage, which means moving forward. But we also are taking a good, hard look back on the past and really, you know, owning it or beginning to own it. And I certainly hope that in the coming years, that we will, and not even that long, but in the short term, relatively speaking, that we will be able to make peace with our Native people and be able to live side by side, but still continue to move forward. And that was the dominant impression that I was given by our leadership as they presented Canada to ourselves quite possibly to the world. But if nothing else, what was clear to me is that I was watching my country start to come of age. We need to step up, be powerful in our own way, and be an example of what is possible in the world. As always, I'm not talking about being perfect I'm not talking about being rigid. I'm not talking about being exclusive. I'm talking about being human in the best possible way to have open hearts, open minds, open arms, and open doors. Can we live up to this idealized vision of Canada and the world? Well, the truth is that it starts with each and every one of us. What I take from this is that it is time for each and every one of us to step up and step forward as an authentic leader. An authentic leader acknowledges that they are human and therefore make mistakes, and they take responsibility for those mistakes. When times are good, an authentic leader does not take all the credit. They let their people shine. When facing challenges, an authentic leader does not shift responsibility. An authentic leader says, I'm the leader. I will step up. Over the course of the last couple of years, I've put a lot of time and attention into what makes a good leader. And uh, there's a tremendous book that I want to refer you to. I've put a link in the show notes. It's called Take Pride, Why the Deadliest Sin Holds the Secret to Success by Jessica Tracy. And ironically, or coincidentally, Jessica Tracy is a doctor of psychology and she is a Canadian. 
I first heard about her book, Driving Back from Ottawa, last year. She did an interview on CBC, our national network that I mentioned before. I happened to have it on, and it seemed like her book would reveal some wisdom for me in terms of my own leadership and my own story of having been present for failed leadership that led to tragedy. And it did. I want to recommend it to each and every one of you. She does an amazing job talking about the difference between authentic pride and hubristic pride. Now, hubris is an old word. I actually had to go and look it up when I got out of the car and got home. And it's excessive, arrogant pride. And she differentiates between authentic pride and hubristic pride. Pride is an emotion that makes us want to feel good about ourselves in its true and most authentic expression. What she describes as hubristic pride is arrogant leadership, the exact kind of leadership that the world does not need more of. There's a saying floating around here, and I quoted it in an article I wrote on the weekend about why Terry Fox represents um, the best of Canada at 150. I've also put another link to that in the show notes as well. And Terry Fox, he, he had it right. He wasn't thinking about his legacy 37 years after his death when he did what he did. Terry Fox wasn't thinking of just his own needs. He was thinking of a vision of the future where more would be possible. More is possible. Or as it says in the image that I've chosen to go along with this today's podcast, tout est possible. All is possible. Will Canada and its people emerge as leaders? I hope so. But even more importantly, everyone, regardless of nationality, who identifies with open mind, open heart, open doors, needs to know that more is possible. The world needs more authentic leadership now. I'm Laura Tucker, signing off for Free Your Inner Guru. Have yourself a wonderful week. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I know you have a lot of choice where you receive your inspiration and information. If these ideas and stories resonate with you, I would be so grateful if you would take a few extra seconds for two quick things. One, if there's an idea or moment in the story or conversation that you feel would make a difference in someone else's life, take a quick moment to share on whatever app or website you're listening on. And two, subscribe so that you can become part of the ongoing conversation. Big conversations become the catalyst for meaningful change. I'm Laura Tucker, signing off for Free Your Inner Guru.